Elise is going to India in November to visit a safe house supported by India Partners. To be a part of the trip, click on Send Lisa to India at lifewithlisawilliams.com. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL? I did. I truly laughed out loud. Now, this may be the dumbest thing in the whole world, but it worked on me. There's a dog chasing a train. Natalie, how old are you? I will pray with you now. Before you leave, I have to pray with you. I'm here for the people in the hood. You know, Jesus is my very, very best friend. Pray without ceasing, which is not some sort of so heavy I can't do it command. It is this breath of fresh air that I am involved in what God is doing in the earth today. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. Is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is this, this, this is, is life. life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. I feel a little sick to my stomach as I've been preparing to talk to Keith Stansel, only because the topic of his new book is something that makes me feel dread. And it, it, Keith, it makes me feel sick to my stomach. <laughs> how's, that, oh, no. how's that for an ad? <laughs> how's that for a promotion for your book? That's awesome. You must be feeling the monster somewhere. Creating Monsters. That's the name of the book. It came out October 4th. Creating Monsters by Keith Stansel. And the reason I feel a little sick to my stomach is because there, it's because of what it's about. (laughs) Right. That thing inside of you that feels platform, like everyone wants a platform. Everybody wants their fame. Everybody wants their Facebook likes. Everybody wants all this stuff. And why? You know, what's the motivation behind it and who really is the one who should be famous. And so because you've written a book, well, number one, that means you must be really smart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure about that. (laughs) You know, here I go lifting up the platform again. I can't help, we can't help ourselves, but you know, you've taken the time to really dig into this idea. So I just want to give you some space right now to introduce us to, you know, why you went to the trouble of even writing this book and specifically why this topic creating monsters. I'll start with you know I've been in the I've been in the music business twenty five plus years. Um, I like many started off wanted to be a rock star. Me too. Um, <laughs> that didn't that didn't happen, so I ended up on the business side. Um, Me which too. I'm thankful Me for. Me too. I, I ended up on the radio <laughs> side. I wanted to be Amy Grant, but then I there realized I couldn't carry a tune like Amy Grant. So right, you know, you it's end funny up, how that happens. You know. in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> and so you end up in another part of the same thing you felt drawn to, which was being a rock star. So, so what did you start right. doing? Well, I, uh, I started working in the music business and, um, I worked on the mainstream side of the business, um, uh, for the first, first part of my career, I worked for Capitol records, um, was working mainstream stuff, sales marketing roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved over and worked, uh, for Warner brothers for a couple of years. And during that time, you know, um, really when I look back on it, my job was building egos. That was basically what I did. Right. <laughs> and and um, and I learned to do it quite well. So like unpack that just a little bit. When you say building egos, you're talking about the people that you've signed who who go out there and they perform and you were about making them feel famous or about actually making them famous? Yeah. Well, our job was to help make them famous and then uh, sell as many records as we possibly could. Mm-hmm. 
and then make them feel like, uh, you know, king of the hill uh, during the process. Mm-hmm. Um, our marching orders was make the artist happy at all costs. And um, wow. there were a lot of costs, you know, along the way. I mean, I met some great ones, but, um, you know, we dealt with some difficult ones too. And, um, and I really... Um, I really saw some things on the mainstream side that kind of kind of turned my stomach. As you mentioned, you get a sick feeling in your stomach mm-hmm, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I had a point in my life where I had a serious come to Jesus meeting and um, just felt like uh, the Christian music side was where I was supposed to be. Um, so I made a transition and um, went to work for Word Entertainment. And um, the funny thing is when I went to work for Word I was there, uh, uh, ran their general markets department over for words. So I was still working the mainstream side of things, but with Christian music. And um, it was funny, you know, it's the, the first week at work. Um, I thought I was going to work and we were going to be, you know, in prayer meeting yeah. and praising the Lord all day long. Yeah. And I had a real rude awakening. Yeah. Um, there were some great people there, some great people I worked with. I had the privilege of working under the legendary president, Roland Lundy. And Roland was just awesome man, you know, awesome man of God. And, um, uh, but I encountered some, some dark areas, um, in, you know, on the, on the label side. And I, after that first week I went home and I just cried out to God. I was like, look, sorry, I uh, missed your calling. This must've just been me. I'm going to quit tomorrow. <laughs> And <laughs> FYI, God, here's my plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm quitting tomorrow. I'm in control. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? You know, I just felt like he was telling me, stay. You were exactly where I want you to be. Yeah. Um, when, you, when you encounter any dark areas, I just want you to be a light the best you can. And, um, you know, um, just stop focusing on the negative part of it and start focusing on what you can do for the kingdom. Yeah. And. And so I did, and I got to join hands with some other great people, and we got to do some exciting things. Um, you know, I tell the story, one of, the, one of my favorite things I did get to be a part of was we were releasing uh, the, the soundtrack that was accompanying uh, the book, which is a version of the Bible. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was released, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. And so we used that as an excuse to send the book, which was the Bible, and the CD, and we sent it to every uh, Sony Music employee in the United States. We sent it to their home address with a letter saying, hey, this is what you're going to be selling. But with, you know, the underlying intentions of getting a Bible in everybody's home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's a great really, thing to be a part of. That's that's a wonderful thing. It was. It was yeah. really cool. I got a call from uh, the VP of Epic Records in New York and he was a little upset. And he was like, I hope you're happy. And, I was like, why? What's going on? He said, my daughter's making me read out of that stupid book you sent every single night. <laughs> Yay, and God! So, Go, God! Yes! That was mission accomplished. You know? But anyway, so along the way, you know, I, I worked on the label side. I uh, worked for a word for about 11 years. And then my wife and I um, stepped out and launched an artist management company about six years ago. And... I saw some things from the label side from, from some of the artists that you, know, you could see the egos. You could see them when they came in. They're all innocent. Then, yeah. you know, they get a little bit of success, yeah. and the ego kind of builds a little bit. And um, they, they handled it much differently than the mainstream. You know, it was smiles and bless your little heart and, you know, <laughs> I'll pray for you kind of thing. <laughs> but the ego is definitely there. 
<laughs> Bless your heart. You don't know that I need right. M&Ms without peanuts. Bless your heart. Exactly. I'll pray exactly. for you. <laughs> and, and I'm married into an artist family. My stepdaughter is an artist. I saw her from the label side. I wasn't married to my wife at the time. She was 14 when she started and a little innocent little girl. Her career exploded pretty quickly. And Who is it? Um, uh, Jackie Velasquez. If Jackie Velasquez is your stepdaughter. She is my stepdaughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what? she's an awesome stepdaughter too. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm at KeithStancil.com right now while we're talking and I'm you know, I see these videos with you and Jackie, and while you've been talking, my brain, which you know how brains multitask, mm-hmm. I was thinking here. I was thinking here's an example of a beautiful young woman who was thrust into stardom at a very young age. Exactly. Yeah. And if you ask my wife, would she allow it? Um, if she had to do over, she would tell you no. Um, it's just too young. Yeah. For for an artist. Um, for an artist, to, whether it's mainstream or Christian music, but in particular, Christian music, I mean, they're put on a pedestal and they're, they're, you know, people look to them as ministers and there's not a 15 year old out there that's lived enough life and, and, and walked enough with, with God to, to be seriously leading masses. Right. I, I don't think I haven't no. seen one. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, barely nope. can we at our age even understand, do we even have the character development you know, but then, you know, you take someone like Jackie, beautiful, star power, incredible voice, mm-hmm. a tenderness. We're all drawn to that. And then you start right. looking at someone like a young Amy Grant or, I mean, how many artists could we name who we've put right. on these pedestals? Why? Yes. Why do, right. we, why do we do that? Well, um, and, the, you know, the industry just super serves it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, just really feeds it. And so... Um, I experienced a little bit of that when I when I entered the family. Um, I don't treat anybody different. I never have, and um, so um, J- you know, Jackie was accustomed to everybody treating her like the superstar, and so her and I butted heads a little bit <laughs> initially. <laughs> but but it turned out to be a beautiful thing once uh, I think she was actually kind of craving that, you mm-hmm. know, because everybody everybody around her just super served everything, and nobody was real. And um, so anyway, so experience that a little bit. But when we stepped out into the artist management, wow, the, you know, the artists, they, they, they walk into the record labels and, and, you know, they want, it's a happy time. They want, we want the label to be all happy and them all happy and everybody's doing great things for them. But when you get, get on the artist management side, you get it all. I mean, you really see the true hearts and the true people that you're working with. And you're working with others, and you see all of that, you know, the, the realness out there. And there were just a lot of things that, that bothered me along the way. And I was like, why do we have to deal with this junk in the Christian music business? Mm-hmm. Um, even amongst artists amongst themselves, and artist managers amongst themselves, it's so competitive. And mm-hmm. um, it's just, uh, I think everybody enters for the right reasons, enters the Christian music business, or most. And, um, but it gets jaded along the way and off course and, um, and then the me heart, you know, which, which is the monster that I talk about in the book. Um, it's really, it's the flesh, which we all have to deal with the flesh because of the, because of the fall Mm -hmm. of Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. And I've renamed the flesh, the monster because it's scary and nasty and smelly and nobody wants to be around it, but it's our choice on whether or not to feed the monster or not. 
And depending on whether or not we feed it, that will uh, the outcome will be it'll either manifest itself if we feed it, or it's going to stay quietly tucked away, and uh, you know under control of of, uh, of God and the Holy Spirit. So, the Spirit, I was about to say, because it's always going to be there as long as we're alive, the flesh. But right. you're saying don't feed it, but if you do feed it, expect it to come in insipidly and begin to control your life and project some kind of heinous um, picture of who Christ really is. Right. And then you've got people on platforms who are in an industry that feeds the monster, and so then they're right. representing Jesus, and it all gets kind of whack, right? It's all weird. Every, yeah, everything gets it's really weird. Yeah. Um, and I, I really uh, define, I think there's a big difference in a platform and a stage. And I think a platform is something that God gives us to make Jesus famous. Okay. And, you know, he puts us all, gives us our little unique sphere of influence. Yeah. Um, and uh, he gives us that platform to, you know, to that sphere of influence to use it to make Jesus famous. When we start focusing on ourselves, it becomes a stage. And um, feeding the monster um, helps that transition, um, you know, in a big way. And that's, I talk a lot about in the book about um, jealousy and greed and pride and entitlement and commitment and financial responsibilities and all that junk that really turns into to nasty stuff if we if we feed the monster. And so my my uh my heart is to remind people, help people with their with the mindset. Anybody chasing a platform, whether it's a musician, somebody chasing professional sports, you know, somebody chasing a film TV career, politics, mm -hmm. um, anything that could potentially lead to fame, um, I just want the book to be encouragement. And a reminder to them of that we've got the we've got the biggest and the best toolbox in the world, um, you know, as we pursue those careers, um, which is the Bible. Um, but we got to use it. You know, we have to be in it, and we have to uh, daily, and we have to be you know totally focused on our our walk with God and making that number one priority. That's just truth right there, Keith. And I needed it because I feel the tension. Um, and I have friends also, we talk about this tension where you do feel a calling on your life and, mm -hmm. um, even, um, have felt as if God has said, I've given you a platform. What are you waiting for? Because I pull back sometimes because I'm afraid of the monster. Like, right. um, when you have a star quality, quote unquote, or you, you have an influence, but you've seen that hideous pride overtake you in the past, or you've started to believe your own emails in the past, you, you pull back and you go, well, I'm safer if I just don't do anything, <laughs> you know? Um, right. There's a tension there because um, I, I want Jesus to be famous. I, I, I want to do everything I can. I mean, I don't even know how to say it correctly. I'm trying to say what you said, you know, repeat it back. But it's like, you know, I don't need, I always say to my friends, I don't need to be rich and I don't need to be famous, man, but I want to talk about God and I want people talking about God and I want us to be thinking about God and I want us to be climbing the mountain of God. And if yep. it takes my name or my face or my podcast or whatever to help people think about God, then yeah, let's use it. You know, right. Um, does that sound yep. healthy? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and you know, cause if you, if God's given you that, definitely, 
definitely need to uh, to step out and use it, and it can be scary. Um, right, right in this book. I mean, I wrote the book, and I'm like, all right, now what do I do with this guy? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, it, and I'm really kind of, you know, hanging it out there. Um, people are, you know, I say people are either going to love or hate it. I'm probably going to make some people uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and you know, risk, uh, artists that, uh, uh, that don't agree with it. We may never have another artist walk in the door that wants us to manage them, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I mean, I don't want rock stars. I don't want to manage rock stars. And, um, but I just, you know, I, I got a push and, and really, uh, with some encouragement with a pastor friend of mine, uh, Dave Beering, who actually did the Ford. Um, I let him read it and just ask him his thoughts and things. He was just so encouraging. Oh man, you've got to do this. He has mentored artists for years, some major ones. And he's just like, this needs to be out there. So, mm-hmm. um, his encouragement, encouragement helped me actually, you know, step out. Um, and I just watched a video. Somebody forwarded me a video yesterday from, uh, Shane. Um, gosh, I don't know his last name from Shane and Shane. Shane and Shane. Yeah. Yeah, and he had done a video uh, on the, the Gospel Coalition's website, and it was really interesting. He he said, you know, um, some people can't handle, you know, that that platform right. of a stage, right? And if you can't handle it, don't get on it, right? But if you can, you need to get on it. Well, you know, it, if it, you, it takes a lot of introspection, it takes. You know, I'm glad that this book might make people uncomfortable because if you don't face that monster. And know what it is and know how to tame it because of the insipid nature of pride and our right. enemy. Um, he will find a way to, to take you down famously <laughs> and make oh, sure yes. that people see, um, you know, he, he wants to defame Christ by trying to get to us. So the best thing you can do is to study how do I, whether or not you're famous or not, quote unquote famous, whatever platform mm-hmm. you have. Wherever you are, if you're a mailman or you work at a grocery store or you're with your kids, you know, all of us can start to believe that we're great. Um, I, I feel like all these men and women who were even on radio throughout America should read your book just so that we can always be very mindful of who we want to be famous. And right. it's only one name. I share some things in the book, too, about because I've got we've got grandkids now. Uh, we've got three of them. Um, one. Our granddaughter lives over in Houston. We don't get to be around her as often, but our two grandsons are here, you know, in the Nashville area. And we're working so hard to counter what the world is trying to teach them, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, the marketers of corporate America, are, they, they do it to the world. It's, mm-hmm. they, it's all about you. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Be the best you can be. You know, you deserve this. Um, I have a... A marketing slogan in my head from when I was a kid that I think McDonald's was the first. You deserve a break today. Right. You know? <laughs> we deserve it. We deserve, we deserve an it. egg McMuffin. We deserve exactly. it. Give it to me now. <laughs> <laughs> so in every marketing campaign is that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. You deserve it. You're the best. You know, get what you earn. You know? And so we we try to help our kids, you know, because they're 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 brought up in the more society, you know, you got to have more and more and more me, me, me. Yeah. And they're, they're six and seven. So they're entering that age where they're really starting to, I know to want things. Yeah, I know my kids, are, <laughs> my boys are seven and eight and we're on the cover of a magazine called be encouraged. I'm on the cover of this magazine for November. And my, I put a picture with me and my kids and my, my eight year old looks at me and says, 
Mom, I'm famous. He has arrived. He's so excited. And I'm thinking, oh, my word. God help me. Uh-oh. You know, right? <laughs> and so, but because we understand and we, you know, Keith, Keith knows what life is, is actually about. And it's about glorifying God, knowing him, pursuing him and encouraging others to come with you in that pursuit of him. And from young to old, that's the message that we need. So thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing a little bit about it. If you want to buy the book, you can get a link at lifewithlisawilliams.com right now. There's a link where you can buy the book. Just look for the show, Creating Monsters. Hashtag thanks for listening.